Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mixtape Mixtape. Podcast, podcast. I'm your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Mike. Each week, we pick a topic and make you a mix. Mike, what's this week's topic? This week's topic is murder. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Julia, since you have food in your mouth, I will start the conversation. Perfect timing. I can push it to the side. I'm like a chipmunk. Oh my gosh. I love it. We're just so professional. This is how we roll. Um, so if you were asking, was he murdered in the living room with a candle spit stick by Mr. Clust- Custard or Dwight? Is it or Custard or is Custard? it Mustard? I, you know, to be honest, I've never played the game. I've seen the movie. Yeah, I tried to watch the original movie, the 80s movie. Yeah, and, it's funny. And, and I was a kid, and I got bored, and I put Goonies in instead. So I didn't see Goonies until about five years We've ago. We've talked about this. Yeah, I didn't care it, for and it. And there's been a lot of... Well, yeah, you watched it outside of your demographic. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to watch it when you were nine years old. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Well, um, all right. So murder, 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 Yeah, it's murder. Halloween. It's Halloween. You know, last year, you should go back... You know, first of all, everyone should go back and listen listen to last year's Halloween episode. I think it's episode number fourteen. It's called "It's a Halloweeny." Um, That's right. We played a bunch. Why? Of like- why can't witches get pregnant? Because their <laughs> husbands have Halloweenies. You heard it here first. But <sighs> we're very funny here. Yeah. Um. So first, go back and listen to that. We played you a bunch of spooky tunes to play at a Halloween party. Spooky. And this year we thought, how do we mix it up? How do we go one step further? One step beyond, if you will. There you go. That would actually be really funny. Um, and so we thought, murder. Muck duck. Who doesn't like murder? Everybody likes murder. Mordor? Is that what you're saying? Murder. Murder. Like I'm a three-year-old from yeah. New York. Oh, it's Moodle. a three-year-old from New York would be even worse than that. That's like a regular <laughs> three-year-old around here. I want quackles and modo, modo. Okay. Well, hey. So if you are so inclined to like, uh, you know, murder podcasts, or you're just in the spoopy Halloweeny tradition where you're you want to just be scared, like this is when American Horror Story comes out. This is when all that, you know. October stuff happens. And like people love true crime right now. Oh, so yeah. I love true crime. A lot of the songs, there's a lot of songs written about serial killers. Totally. Very surprised and very surprised by the artists that did the songs too. Yeah. There was that one about John Wayne Gacy. There's one about mm-hmm. you know, all these other ones. There's I didn't an Ed any, Dean. Ed there's... Dean one. Yeah. I didn't pick any of those just because no. I, I thought they were a little out there. I picked uh, a few, but. Um, mostly because they're serial killers that are interesting, like their stories are interesting right, too. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But um, yeah, I think this will be a good one. As sort of related, have you been watching, and audience, this goes for you as well, have you been watching American Horror Story, the new one, about the camp? I haven't. Okay, I, so here's why it's, I've only seen two episodes, and I think it's really dumb, but here's here's the twist in the storyline that makes it entertaining. 
It takes place in 1985. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes. So just mute it if you want to watch it. Actually, I'm not giving anything away. I think it's in I the know. preview. But uh, what's funny is it takes place in 1985 at a camp. And the mm-hmm. summer of 1985, everybody knows, is when Richard, if you grew up in Orange County in L.A., you know that uh, that's when Richard Ramirez was on the rampage, the Night Stalker. Ooh, yeah. And he's actually in it. There's a character that oh, plays really? Richard Ramirez that follows them to the camp. So, like, I'm not giving it away because that's, again, that's like 10 minutes into the first episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's an interesting twist that I thought, and it kind of intrigued me, where I'd normally be like, this is kind of dumb. Because some of the American Horror Stories for They're me dumb. are dumb. Some are good and some are dumb. Which ones did you like? Um, I haven't watched all of them because they were dumb. Uh, but I watched uh, I watched the clown one, uh, the carnival one, or the circus one was good. That one was good. I watched the coven I thought was really good. I loved the coven. The coven actually I think was that they should have, that's where they should have stopped. People was, shit on the coven one a lot. No, it's great. But it was so good. If like, you I ever go to New Orleans, they have like, they'll show you the. Madame Lalaurie's house. That, all yeah. that stuff is there, yeah. It's really super cool. But anyway, do you want to go first with your murder song? Murder. Yeah, sure. We'll do a song about murder. Muck duck. Let's start with The Police. It's called Murder by Numbers. Or Murder by Numbers if you're regular. No, that's how how he spelled it. Murder. 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 Okay, great. I'll have some paschetti and and listen to that. (laughs) I like the police. Um, I actually really do like the police. I like the police a lot, despite their parts. You know, if that makes sense. I. What do you mean? They're all ac- excellent musicians, so it's not the musicianship. I just don't... What I don't like is... Um, I went and saw the police. They reunited in the in the odd years, probably like 2007, 6, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I went to see them at Dodger Stadium, and I was like, this is my opportunity to go see these legends that I've listened to my whole life. And the Foo Fighters opened, and Dave Grohl's running around the whole thing, like wireless, like just playing and standing on top of porta potties and getting rad. Mm-hmm. And then the police come on, and they're playing their hits. And Sting is the only person I can imagine doing this, being like, he was sulking because the crowd wasn't cheering loud enough throughout <laughs> his music. And I'm like, okay. He's like, he's like, well, I don't know if you guys want us to play anymore. It's like, you know, what like, hey, dude, yeah, the, there is a stadium mm-hmm. that's full. Mm-hmm. There is a stadium here. So give me a effing break, please, prima donna. Exactly. Go, go do some yoga and figure it out, okay? Like, bring your loot out. Maybe do a loot <laughs> set for us. I don't know. But that day, Sting stopped being like, I always have this vision of Sting as being, you know, this badass bass player kind of you know, post-punk kid, mm-hmm. the, you know, the dude from Quadrophenia, you know what I mean? With a rad scooter and all that. And, uh, you know, I just said like, Oh, he's like somebody's dad. Like he's just, a, he's just a yeah. dad yeah. rocking it. Didn't you know? he kind of do that to himself when he did songs with Shaggy? Totally. Totally. Or whatever, you know, songs with Shania Twain. I don't know. <laughs> did he do a song? No, with Shania Twain? Oh my did, God. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hilarious. a good choice. I did not pick that song because, mm-hmm. uh, of the blahness I have with, 
the police now. It's okay. But I will say, Synchronicity is a great record. I mean, the first totally. three records are really great. Yeah. So you can't. What are you gonna do? Also, one of the first CDs I ever bought. Really? Was, yeah, was the Police like the Singles Collection? Mm-hmm. Man, it's a good record. My first so. CD was no doubt Tragic Kingdom, all that soundtrack for Nickelodeon's All That. <laughs> all it was that. 1995. Oh, <laughs> mine was Ace of Base. Which one? The first one. The second second, second one. I was going to say the second one probably. Okay. That thing was good on repeat. choice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you hey, uh, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. There's a lot of songs that are available that we all kind of know are about murder. They're like Bohemian Rhapsody and all these other songs, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to pick, go a little off the beaten path, some really great songs, uh, people you may not necessarily throw in. So um, this is off one of my favorite records. It's Elliot Smith, uh, the figure eight record, um, which if you're up in, you know, Silver Lake or Hollywood Junction or... Yeah, I think they call it Sunset Junction. The mural that's on the front of this is still mm-hmm. there on the building. You can go and trust me, if you drive down Sunset, you'll see it. There'd be people taking pictures of it. Uh, but the song is called Son of Sam, and it is actually about Son of Sam. So here goes. The song is about Son of Sam. What I like about this and what I um, didn't like about a lot of the songs about serial killers that I found was they're not listenable. Yeah, yeah, no. Not A lot of it is it's about that serial killer, but it's not a good song. Right. This is actually, it sounds like an Elliott Smith song, so you can yeah. listen to it. Yeah, I mean... He's so incredible. Too. What are your facts about Son of Sam? Okay, can so you tell people about Son of Sam? People who don't know, Son of Sam was a monster that terrorized New York City in 1976. Yep. His name was David Berkowitz. Yep. Still he, alive. Right? It, I think he is still alive. He is still alive, yeah. Um, he would go I around like New York. I think he killed about eight <laughs> people. Um, several of them were couples sitting in mm-hmm. their cars. Yeah, so Lover's he, Lane type of killer, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when he was captured, he would also like send, um, kind of like the Zodiac killer, but he would send letters to the police via the newspaper and they were published throughout the city. So a lot of hype built around this guy. And then when he was caught, um, he basically blamed his neighbor's dog, which was named Sam. Yeah. Um, and he said that Sam was speaking to him and that Sam told him to commit all these murders later, uh, it was basically all a lie. He yeah. he redacted that. And so if you uh, if you watch the the Netflix series Mindhunter, yeah, the new season, season, yeah, they actually talked to Berkowitz. They talked to Berkowitz, yeah. and then and he I comes think clean. All yeah, in that in moment, show, yeah. they they catch him in the lie. Yeah, they catch him in the which was really great. But it, because cool. it was really subtle, the way he played it out too. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm crazy. You yeah. Know, right? You know the way. Yeah. No. So that that show is so good. Yeah, great show. Um. Yeah. So if you uh, want to know more about The Son of Sam, there actually is a very great Spike Lee film called Summer of Sam. Mm -hmm. It's very good. It stars John Leguizamo, who plays an incredible character in it. Uh, He always does, though. But you kind of get the fear of the city because it's like disco is all the rage in summertime, but nobody can walk the streets. Yeah, everyone's terrified. Is this the one where women 
No, that was Ted Bundy. I'm like, where women changed their hair color because they were afraid of attracting. I think that it is because they is it, it was him too? Women that, that he wanted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of in there. It's actually the Son of Sam movie is loosely about, or the Summer of Sam movie is loosely about Son of Sam as he's the boogeyman in the in the thing. It's actually about racial inequality and <laughs> and you know, um, you know, the sexual liberation and all this other stuff. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a great film. So I recommend that. And then, uh, obviously Mindhunter, go and do that. Totally. Elliot Smith himself tragically, um, recorded the song. Elliot Smith is amazing. Um, was known for being this lo-fi indie artist. Um, actually lo-fi is a great way to put it because everything is low fidelity. That, that whole, um, the piano he used in there was, the piano was just mic'd. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just a mic on that piano and, and you kind of get the room noise in it. It's really great. Um, but, uh, he was in a band called Heat Miser in his early days. Um, kind of a, uh, indie, um, you might even go as far as say like early emo, kind of like a Rites of Spring, almost mm. really great band, but died in 2003, uh, found dead in his, um, yeah, it was inconclusive. Well, he's found dead, but inconclusive whether or not he, it was a murder, but he was stabbed. He stabbed himself in the in the stomach or whatever it was. So, God. so yeah, um, I don't know what kind of tortured life that Elliot Smith had, but there he is. That's so such anyway. a different way to go about that. Cause it's not the typical way that people yeah, of do course. that. So, yeah. but you know, he, um, uh, Elliot Smith is more famously known for writing. Um, it did not win the Oscar, but the Oscar nominated song, uh, from good, the movie Goodwill hunting when it won the Oscar. And so, mm, uh, mm-hmm. his song was called miss misery. So if you're familiar with that film, you'll know Elliot Smith's work, but there you go. Coolio. What um, you got next? I think I'll just go ahead and play this. I'm going to play Annie Christian by Prince. Okay. And, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. Great. that's cool that's one of those prince tracks that's not obvious that's like uh i don't know like uh he, he obviously going through experimental stuff that he did and then he has st- he had songs that he's like okay i need a hit and i'll just turn out a ballad or something that's a hit yeah this was on the um album controversy okay which also has sexuality do me baby mm-hmm. uh some other songs that i haven't heard of so kind of an oddball record on his end but so that was npg right it was new power generation or no no just as just from, okay so this song from what i read and someone tell me if i'm wrong i think brian mashburn you could tell me he if I'm wrong on you. this. He'll probably call in right now. Prince hotline. You guys calling about Prince? You guys talking about Prince? So, He's like the Butterball hotline at Thanksgiving. If you have any questions about Prince, you just call in. Uh, Prince hotline. Yeah, no, he never recorded with him. Yep. Okay, no. thanks. <laughs> um, apparently, supposedly, Prince wrote this after he heard about John Lennon's death. Oh, wow. He was inspired to write the song. But Annie Christian... Um, was based on a couple of things like the Atlanta child murders. Oh wow. Cause they, okay. he, there's line of lines about killing young black boys. Um, and it's about something called Abscam, which was an FBI investigation yeah. in the seventies that, um, 
a lot of members of the Congress or House of Representatives were like taking bribes and doing a bunch of terrible shit, which probably still what they're doing now. Um, so it's about that. And then, like I said, John Lennon. So it was a mix of things going on at that time and what inspired him to write about this song. And someone else was saying like, anti Christian, there's a line where he goes antichrist, like anti Christian antichrist. So pretending to be like this good, holy spirited Christian, but really you're out there committing these terrible deeds and terrible things. So got it. thought it was interesting. That's really interesting, and and I'm glad you did you did all this like research on your stuff. I just kind of like, no, I like this one. This is a topic <laughs> that I actually am interested in, so I put okay. effort today. Oh wow! <laughs> but only on my end. This is I don't Julia's know what you're effort. Doing. Look at that. Oh, that's I know. amazing. I'm giving well, it now that now that we know that, um, I'm going to go ahead and follow that up with um, murder was the case that they gave me <laughs> by Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg and Dawes Dillinger. Death Row. It's from the Death Row Chronicles. Um, People don't under well. We'll play the song and then we'll talk about it. But okay. uh, but yeah, uh, here is Snoop Dogg with "Murders the Kid." I think it's too late for praying. Hold up, her voice spoke to me and it slowly started saying, "Bring your lifestyle to me, I make it better." How long will I live? Eternal life better forever. How will I be the G that I was? I make your life better than you can imagine or even dream. So relax, so let me take control. Close your eyes, my son. My eyes are closed. It, it was hard, like, I was thinking about a hip-hop song or a uh, rap song. There's so many. There's so many. I'm there's like, so I don't many know. about murder. It's I like, don't it's know what almost, to choose. I only picked the Snoop song because this dropped right after Snoop was on trial for murder, mm. which he did, was acquitted for. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and so to have uh, to have this, it was the best, uh, the perfect marketing timing ever and uh totally. interscope interscope and well no death row at the time was like oh you know what we should do let's drop that murder was a case song like, right? yeah and i don't know if he did that in like he recorded i don't know what the lineage of this recording was like maybe he recorded it in 10 minutes i don't know but Which it came out like right a, after yeah it seems like a lot of hip-hop songs Can't or hip-hop done, yeah. artists like they time their songs really well where it ties into something yeah. that just happened in their life. So, well, the reality is a lot of, of uh, if you're ever um, a different type of musician, so if you're ever like a, let's say you're in a jazz band or a ska band or a reggae band or whatever, mm-hmm. you want to put something together, it usually takes a bunch of dudes to agree on date and time and they're going to write and then we're going to figure yeah. this out and we're going to figure our parts out and we're going to record it. With hip hop, you, hey man, I've got the pre produced, I did pre-production for all these great beats. I got these great mm-hmm. beats here. I just need to spit something on it real quick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so you could quite possibly get, lay something down. You could lay three, four tracks down in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as the pre-production work is is done and dialed in. So, hey, man, I think that's great. Um, that's kind of the... That's kind of the future of music anyway, I hate to say it. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, look at Billie Eilish. It's, Billie Eilish is a perfect example of somebody with another person that can record at the dining room table and then mm-hmm. put it out that night on SoundCloud. So yeah, that's kind of the way all of this is going. <laughs> so, that's what you got to do with your band. Murder was the case that they gave me. <laughs> so yeah, couldn't resist. Sorry. No, I'm all for it. I wanted to play a hip hop song, but I wasn't, I have one, but there were so many to choose from and I couldn't narrow it down. So right. thank you. Cool. Um, I'm going to play an oddball one that kind of talks about us couple of murders famous murders this one's called ukulele anthem by amanda palmer 
Oh, and Man of Palmer's got a couple of these yeah. on there, yeah. And uh, let's play it, and then we'll talk about it. Cool. Everybody hated him except the ones who loved him. A ukulele has four strings, but Sid did not play ukulele. He did smack and probably killed his girlfriend, Nancy Spongeon. If only Sid had had a ukulele, maybe he would have been happy. Maybe he would not have suffered such a sad end. I like that song. It's uh, it's like an 88 lines about 44 women only. <laughs> totally. It's different stanzas about murder. That's pretty cool. So um, we heard like the Sid Vicious. She's talking about Sid Vicious. And maybe if Sid had had a ukulele, he yeah. wouldn't have killed Nancy. He wouldn't have killed Nancy. Oh, quite possibly. <laughs> who knows? I don't think it changed the fact that he, you know, um, you know, had knives around and, uh, and uh, you know, was high. But okay, yeah. maybe. Maybe he wouldn't have. Who know- Hey, it's the extra little element. Maybe they would have just... Covered Don Ho songs that night and done smack instead. <laughs> who knows? Like she talks about Lizzie Borden, who is a fame, who famously, like I think, yeah. early eighteen hundreds took an axe, gave her father forty wax. Yep. When she saw that she was done, she gave her mother forty one. My and, dad used to say that to us when we oh, were kids. God. That's there you terrifying. Go. Yes. <laughs> um, if you speaking of Lizzie Borden, like go see the movie Lizzie that stars um, Chloe Sevigny and Kristen Stewart. Oh really? And it's their lovers mm. in this, but um, that was a really good. Uh, film to watch but yeah it's just I a find Kristen stewart offensive just because she's Why? boring it's like, you're supposed mm. to do something <laughs> like, i think boring. she's good at looking um like offended like her yeah. character's always like offended or yeah, has she looks like look she has like, a gas face yeah or like yeah. she's shocked or something um but anyways uh the song is by who did i say amanda palmer who amanda is lead palmer. singer of dresden dolls she has a very specific voice i feel um she's this big performance artist and her songs are like all over the place. Her songs are very artistic and whatever she's feeling in that moment. So yeah, I thought man. it was a fun it song. It works. It works yeah. for her. That's great. And you know what I love about it? A woman and a ukulele, one person and anything else is the best band ever. Cause you only have to split things once. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to record, you just have to check with one person yourself. So that's pretty cool. I, uh, I always wanted to play the ukulele. I never it ain't too late. It's pretty easy. Hmm. I feel like I'm past that, like, indie. Christina had one. Christina had one when we first got together. She had a ukulele. I still have one somewhere. She's like, like, oh, can you play this? And I just kind of, like, flicked it out, and I looked up some chords online. I was playing songs. She goes, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) How do you do that? Um, Yeah. Well, anyway. Because apparently I'm amazing at picking up, uh, reading things on the internet and playing music. So It's not something everybody can do. No. Okay. I can't. Well, that's fine. So well, I'm going to play another <laughs> song uh, since we are doing a music podcast. Uh, it's going to be called, <laughs> since we're doing this. Oh, oh, we're doing this? Okay. Someone's quanky. And then we'll, since we're doing that, then we'll do, let's go ahead and do this then. Um, so this song is called When They Come to Murder Me. And it's by one of my favorite artists who I actually, as a person, I do not like. Because uh, I've met okay. this person, I do not like them. We'll talk about it later. Um, well, I have to say, I have to say yeah. the person's name. Okay, so uh, it is uh, "When They Come to Murder Me" by Black Francis. People would know him as Frank Black, who is a singer of uh, the Pixies. So here it is. When they come to murder me, oh, I'm already gone by by. Cattle 
Pepsi's, but it was kind of meh for me. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, so Frank, Frank Black has had several uh, solo records. Uh, I think when the Pixies broke up, I don't know the Pixies story. I, just, I was a big fan of the Pixies mm-hmm. as a band. Uh, and when they broke up um, in the early 90s, he uh, he had a solo record under Frank Black. You know, Frank Black and the Catholics used to tour quite a bit. Uh, and he had a little hit called Los Angeles that was um, a hit off of that record. And I think ever since then, he's done these solo records. You know, you never know. I personally, my personal opinion, and I don't know this for a fact, but I, I believe that the Pixies are together because it's a financial relationship and they can all make their money and they can all go their separate ways. I totally want to see them at the Troubadour. Yep. Oh, are you kidding? November. Tickets are, were 60 bucks. They sold out really quick. I was going to say, I didn't even know that was a, an option. I absolutely would have seen them. Two days at the Troubadour. That's amazing. That's, if we can buy tickets, let's go. If you get, okay. So I'm just going to say this. If you have an opportunity to go to that show, go to mm-hmm. that show. Because that show is going to be incredible. They're uh, they're a band that is made for that. They are made yes. for that size of club. Yeah, I saw them at Coachella, which yeah, I feel like was too. Big. They were in a tent, but it was still like big for them. Um, I interviewed them, and I've talked about this before. Um, you know, face to face, we had a you know um, um, a videographer and everybody there, and I interviewed them for an old another radio station, and uh, and so we were we all kind of battled to get down there i think it was a saturday night and, and uh, it was on uh, shelter island in san diego at at um bogarts or whatever that place is called there's a place that's there um anyway we're all there and and or there were joey santiago and and uh, hey watch out and uh <laughs> david and everybody else in the band um and i think kim shattuck actually was in the band at that time as well um uh, rest in peace she just passed away this week um, she was in that band for about six months, I think. I don't know. But at that time we were there and I'm all set up and I've got all my questions for Frank, you know, cause he's the singer. So you got all these questions. So they're like, Oh, we're waiting for Frank to get here before we can start. And then Frank gets there and he goes, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and so I basically had Joey Santiago and, and it was still a great interview and they were really kind people. Uh-huh. Uh, but you could tell it's like, there's, this is kind of transactional for them. Um, yeah. is what I think. And so more power to, uh, an artist like Frank Black who comes out, I was telling Julia during the, while we were listening to it, I'm like, he's the kind of artist where you know who wrote that song, you know who's singing that song, and that's enough. That's enough for anybody, as long as you're unique. Just like the mm-hmm. artist you just played. Amanda you know, Palmer. Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Just like her, she's unique enough to where that's, you know, different beats, beats pristine vocals all the time. That's why American totally. Idols fail, because they mm-hmm. have these gr- outstanding singing voices but there is nothing there that is unique or substantive behind no, that. Totally. You know? Totally. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, Black Francis. Uh, when they come to murder me, it's off of Seven Fingers. I think that release came out a few years ago. Not positive, but go look that up. He's he's He definitely deserves a listen. Uh, he's got some pretty good solo records, too. Okay. My turn. Turn. I'm going to play a song by a band that's whatever to me. But if it's the theme, it's the and it's whatever, <laughs> it's the Hollywood undead. It's the Beatles. Oh, you don't like the Beatles? I just don't. They're okay. Oh, you okay. like? No, 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 I'm not a no, super no. fan. I don't need. But, uh, mm, okay, we're just <laughs> gonna play Maxwell Silver Hammer, and we'll talk about this. Disagree. We'll take this offline. I agree to disagree. Take this offline. Major ring and medicine calls her on the phone. I take you out to the picture 
about that song it's one of the better songs it's it's a song that's included on probably the best one of the best rock albums of all time so abbey road abbey road is so good i guess like i've never done a deep dive enough to care like they Mm. have good songs sure but i don't need to be on the bandwagon that they're the greatest I don't think it's bandwagon, band in the world. Though. I think like, people, I just, there's people who argue whether or not they're the greatest band in the world, and there there's definitely an argument. They're one, two, or three, depending on like whoever you speak with about that. But I think that they're the unique thing about the Beatles is they were they were that band that took that genre from here, from this uh, "My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean" pop sensibility <laughs> to <laughs> the White Album throughout the entire '60s, and they really shaped what modern rock and roll is. They have a ska song. They have a reggae song. They've got a metal song. They've got like a punk song. They've got all this stuff that was precursors to all of that. And mm-hmm. so you kind of have to respect it. You have to go back and go, wow, that's amazing. Plus the lyrics are really good in a lot of them. And they're kind of, they're vague and yet not vague, which is, that's really hard to do. Like, how do you make it so people can identify with your lyrics and it still tells a story? And I don't know, man, I don't know. They're a great band. There's people that when I, when I was, Growing up or whatever, I guess there's people that were musicians, whatever, that were, you were either a Stones fan or, or you know, you were a Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. The Stones, for me, were always ripping off something that they weren't. And they were great at it. Because they ripped off black musicians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the Stones, the Stones do, I mean, they are outstanding. They do mm-hmm. a great job. And their songs are great. I just think the Beatles, I'll put it this way. I watched it. I watched a doc because I watched a lot of documentaries. I watched this documentary, and I actually read a book when I was in high school that became a documentary about the death of John Lennon. When John Lennon died, they found out they had a dossier on him. You know, at the FBI, um, Hoover had a dossier on him, like Why? volumes thick, because he was he wasn't a sycophant. He wasn't somebody who was here for the party. He was here to make a drastic change through mm. his art any mm-hmm. way that he could, and that is what I respect. I respect that about him. And now. Being a fan of Liverpool and being in that community, I'm a huge fan of Paul McCartney. Even though I don't like Paul McCartney's music per se, I think they were best when they worked together, um, him and Lennon. But you got to respect McCartney for all the stuff he does for that community, mm-hmm. all the stuff he does for England, all the stuff he does for rock and roll and young musicians and young filmmakers and young fashionistas and everybody else. He's a he's a pretty incredible guy. So who spreads the money around? Also, so, Julia Berry's not gonna like. Yeah. Ah! Ah! Oh, unbelievable. Oh my gosh. You'll never guess who that was. I saw. I saw. Wow. (laughs) Quick. Another song. Buzz. Anyways, Julie, you better apologize to Barry. He's not going to let you back in a Liverpool. They're fine. I, from a musician standpoint of what you just explained, I don't understand. You know, like that's not something that I think of top of mind. You know, that's not top of mind for me. So. But I'm also feel like I'm past that point where I'm gonna do a deep dive into them. Oh, okay. Well, so I don't know. I if I were okay. Someone proved me wrong. Here's what I would Make do. Me. Here's what I would if 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 it were just me and I was just getting I didn't know anything about it. I would take all the studio albums, which is like what six. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they didn't have very many studio records, and you think about it, and just listen to those and just be like, okay, great. Well, here, meet the, I don't like Meet the Beatles, but Rubber Soul's pretty good, and I, I could see the point on that one. And just you listen to like nine REM records. <laughs> so. I know. Maybe our next like uh, band. What did we even that call that? That would be too much. Uh, an Beatles anthology? And the anthology? I, would it, the Beatles so be too many. much? Because there's so don't, many. I don't, there's just so many different... I don't mm. know. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Let's, let's, we'll, let's, we'll kick that around. If we run, around, run out of uh, ideas, then maybe yeah, we throw that, that in around. there. Kick that around. All right. Okay. It's your turn. I'm sorry. I brought the mood down, but what guys. Is the, so Maxwell Silverhammer has to do with a murder? Yeah. He kills someone. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He does. He, with a silver, silver hammer. hammer. Yeah. Okay. It's in the title. With my Lilla hammer. Do you remember that um, Julie Brown, not the not downtown Julie Brown, but the other Julie Brown, the home queen coming queens? Yeah, yeah. We played that in the. Yeah. Um, she has a 80s song. One. She has a song uh, about the, uh, a Lilyhammer Olympics or something where, about Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan getting hit in the knee, and she says really? like, she, yeah, part of oh the part of it is like, I'm gonna hit you with my little hammer, and it's got a little. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! It, yeah, anyway, well, that was funny. I love it. All right. So anyhow, uh, let's do this. Let's play a band that we would normally not play at all. Um, and it's a shame because they're great. Uh, this band's called the Smithereens and, um, great band. It was around forever. Uh, had some pretty good success in the late eighties, right in that time in between when hair metal was getting big, but just before grunge kind of broke, like right in that middle time mm. when music was pretty bad, mm-hmm. like right in that middle, everything was on in, under the influence like of metal college rock nah, they're no. from la and they were yeah. playing la so it's not really college rock. i'm sure they were big at colleges but uh smithereens along with like afghan wigs uh bands like that that were that were around at that time but the song's called blood and roses and here it is Seems like I like it. I'm trying to figure out where I, that song was. That on Scream? It could have been on a lot. I mean, oh, it was on Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, okay. I remember. I love that movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so Smithereens were around for a very long time, um, but it was more the lead singer songwriter uh, guy's name is uh, Pat Denizio. He actually passed away in 2017. So. No more Smithereens records, but they had some really, really good ones there. Um, and if you look at, you know, some of the A Girl Like You is another one that um, Only a Memory. I mean, you know, these are all of their bigger songs that were out at that time. So most people know A Girl Like You. That was like, I think that was like top 20 or something. They had a pretty good hit with that. So anyway, but uh, really cool. It's good. Brand. I like it. Yeah. And I'm not even sure it's about murder, but I just saw Blood and Roses, and I'm like, oh, I want to play that. You know what? It's the time of year. Tis the season. It fits. To be spoopy. To be extra spoopy. Spoopy. Um, Okay, I'm going to play a song by the Dead Milkmen. Uh Uh-oh. And it's called. they're dead, and they're murdered, or they murdered. But they still deliver the milk, you know? They got a duty. They got. (laughs) (laughs) well at least at least the milk is dead so the song is pasteurized so it is technically very dead that milk anyway it is but safe somehow but safe 
Um, if you love someone, set them on fire. Yep. And again, we'll talk about the dead milkman man afterwards. Know that it would be untrue. Know that I would be alive if I were to say to you I didn't set your house on fire. But it's just the way I am. Have to take it for a fact. Life can really burn you up when you're a pyromaniac. So if you love somebody, better set them on fire. I went to your house last night. Dad called me the human torch. Got a little pissed at him, so I burned down your front porch. Now I feel a little. I love the song. I like the band. So yeah, yeah that was a. As soon as you said, I, I, it was down to like three songs I thought you'd play, and that actually wasn't one of them, but I, I'm glad you played it. Yeah, I like the Dead Milkmen. I walked down the aisle to one of their songs yeah. at my wedding. Um, they're just, they're a punk band, but they're, like we said, Amanda Palmer, like we talked about Frank Black. Like they have their own unique mm-hmm. sound, and they do their own thing. And that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. There's, yeah. there's so many people that pick up a guitar and that's one thing I, I, my advice to anybody who's learning to play music, whether it's programming music or pick a guitar or whatever, just be weird, like be your mm-hmm. weird self. You know what I mean? Nobody wants any of this crap that nobody wants to hear your covers. They want to hear your songs. And that's what gets you noticed. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah, like I know this song was a little ska, but none of their other none songs their really songs. <laughs> Actually, I was listening to that. I'm like, that's a rad cover. That'd be a rad Wouldn't cover it? song. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Add it so, to your list. I'm going to put that on my list right now. Hold on. I'm going to pencil it in. It's the pencil moving. Dwight, take a note. Dwight, take a note. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. I told you. All right. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So um, I was going to play a song that is a very traditional um, American folk song. Okay. Uh, but... It's as it is interpreted by Nick Cave, so it's going to be dark. Okay, anyway, it's going right? to be good. It's a dark song yeah. anyway. I actually was not uh, privy to it. I didn't really know it or uh, was a fan of it until I was listening to a Justin Towns Earl record. It was a newer, you know, we talked about before on the show, Steve Earl's son. Um, so it's kind of like my generation, Americana, and he covered, uh, he has a song called, it's called Stagger Lee. And it's basically about a guy who lives in a town who, don't mess with Stagger Lee because he'll kill you. <laughs> so um, if you you know two guys walk into the forest and Stagger Lee walks out, and nobody saw nothing. <laughs> okay. But it um, kick him in the face, Julia. Okay, for the viewing audience or the non-viewing audience, Dwight is extra special today. What the hell's your problem, Dwight? He's jumping around like crazy. He's, He's uh, farting like crazy. He, yeah. My God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, just so you know how to record the podcast, people, what you need to do is. Typically, we provide like some kind of food, snack, and drink. Today, we don't have any of that, but what we do have is Dwight's robust farts. <laughs> thank, thank God I'm fasting, it's so like, I don't have to think about it's eating like, right it's now. It's like somebody <laughs> dropped off a bowl of like chunky split pea and soup oh, over here. You <laughs> just ate that. Like for a young, a small dog. I know. That's oh. a mighty fart. <laughs> oh, no. We've been like... trying to feed him extra because he's so thin, uh-huh. and I think he's just like, okay, whatever. You should see some of the human sized poops are outside. Jesus. I'm just saying. <laughs> So there you go, crowd. Now you know how what it's like to live with little Dwight. Uh, Behind the scenes. Little Dwight, big farts. All right. Uh, so here's Stagger Lee by Nick Cave and the Bad Seats. And the barkeeper said, no, and I don't give a good goddamn to Stagger Lee. He said, well, bartender, it's a plane to see. I'm the band motherfucker called Stagger Lee. Mr. Stagger Lee. Well, the said, yeah, I heard your name down the way, and I quit my 
Um, I like Nick Cave's spin on it because it's Nick Cave. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's creepy. Sure. Nick Cave's always creepy. The big black hand and all that, you know, yeah. all that, anything he does, really. But you played me the original version as well. And I like it because, and we can add this, the original to you just for comparison since we're talking about it. But like, I could just play it right now. And then Christina will. Yeah. Yeah, because it'll come through the mic, but here it goes. Like, there's something so, creepy about Americana folk songs. Sure, yeah. That are like, there's, like, there has to be some truth to it. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a story. It's a story. I'm telling you the story because it really happened. Yeah. And this is the way I can tell the story. And I'm know. telling you to watch out. Right, right. You know, like that basically the Staggerly is a song like that. It's yeah. a song that's uh, you know, that's it's a cautionary tale. Because mm-hmm. everybody in their town, you grew up in a small town like that, you had a Boo Radley in your town. You had totally. a, you had a Staggerly in your town, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's cool. But they uh yeah, I think it was originally recorded in like the uh, early sixties, and I know it's been covered by many 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 people so um i will look up and see who originally recorded it and i'll get back to it while you play your song okay i am going to play a song for you okay i'm gonna play eminem stan okay um i'm sure everyone's heard this song yeah. before it's, it's the song that made dido famous right to- exactly yeah it's about a over, would you say, overzealous fan who takes things a little too far. Absolutely. Let's hear it. So good to call and write my fans. This will be the last package I ever send your ass. It's been six months and still no word. I don't deserve it. I know you got my last two letters. I wrote the addresses on them perfect. So this is my cassette I'm sending you. I hope you hear it. I'm in the car right now. I'm doing 90 on the freeway. Hey, Slim, I drink a fifth of vodka. You dare me to drive? You know the song by Bill Collins in the air of the night about that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't? Then Bill saw it all, then at his show he heard the song a million times. Uh, I, I love, you know what, I love... Um, Eminem really started a lot, I think, with this... I'm not, well, no, he didn't really start it. Because, you know, we talk about the Ghetto Boys and this kind of horror kind of rap or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. man, these stories just suck you in with him. I mean, the, his meter, his flow on some of these, and we just talked about how, you know, he, he essentially reinvented Dido's career. Dido, failing adult contemporary artist. Totally. You know? Enya-esque. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Or, like, just uh, some other kind of 10,000 Maniacs adult contemporary style. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I guarantee, I don't, I don't know this to be fact. I wasn't in the room, but I'm just saying, she re-upped that contract with whoever she was with. Oh, yeah. inter- she was probably Interscope. She's probably on in Interscope since they were all on Interscope at the time. Um, and you know, she probably just uh, they said, "Oh, we'll use this," and uh, they re-upped that contract because she got a big record out of that for sure. She went from a 94.7 the wave audience to like a yeah 102.7 yes Kiss FM audience, right? <laughs> so yeah, but a great song though, and and uh-huh. he's God, I. Marshall Mathers had a great way of of telling a story, you know, whether it's true, whether it's not, you know, and all that stuff with him and his mom and like the to have somebody who could do such great like kind of pop hip hop hits and then turn it into this kind of suspenseful murderous, you know, <laughs> stuff. It's a good twist. And again, kind of like uh, the Stagger Lee song, yeah. it's a cautionary tale. It's right. a story. Yeah. I, I think we, I kind of want to do a mix, 
an episode on that, like folk songs, songs that tell a story. Sure. Like, oh, that's like all of them. Yeah, you know? there's so. so many good ones out there. Well, uh, Stagger Lee uh, was originally recorded. Or it, basically, it's a folk song about the murder of Billy Lyons by Stag Lee Shelton in St. Hmm. Louis, Missouri at Christmas 1895. It was first published in 1911 and recorded in 1923 by Fred Waring's Pennsylvanians. Crazy. But yeah, it's been I love recorded. It. It's that song has been recorded uh I mean early versions, post-war versions. This is the that is typically like let's let's make sure we write that down because this is exactly that kind of a song. Yeah. So 1923 on the Victor label, Victor Victrola label. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. So That's history. Folks. That is history right there. Old Staggle. And Nick Cave, man. Nick Cave, talk about. Did you see that Nick Cave, um, that Snoop co- Snoop Dogg covered? Um, yes. Uh, the Red Hand song, whatever, yes. from, um, that he does from, uh, what song you're, what's, what's, the, what's that show called? Um, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Oh, it's a yes, theme yes, song yes. for that. Yeah. And uh, he covered it. And I think, uh, I think, uh, Nick Cave came out the next day and he covered a Snoop song, which is pretty funny. I love that. I love that we're in an era where... Oh, yeah. Asked not, and answered, man. You're not just... a. You just don't have a punk audience. You just don't have a goth audience. You just don't have like a pop audience. Everyone... I guess that's the one good thing about the availability of music now is like we're all listening to stuff we normally don't ever listen to. Yeah, no. no that's and true. same is true for artists. Like... You're in this new in, world. In order to get the type of music that we would be listening to now in the in the um, eclectic music, we, we'd all have to be listening close to a college station. where they Truly. Because college stations typically will allow anybody to play anything within mm-hmm. an hour if you take a class. Yes. So there's the guy, I mean, the guy at KUC Irvine, uh, KUCI, that plays, he still has his show, does Gershwin for an hour every Saturday, two hours every <laughs> Saturday. And that guy just took the class in, in the 70s, and now he's still doing it. Yeah. You know? I always so, wanted to be on the radio or have yeah. my own show. Well, guess what? You have one right now. You're mm-hmm. on it. This is the new one. So anyway, um, so we got a couple songs left. I'm going to do uh, I'm gonna do this song. Um I'm going to do this song. There, there's so many songs about murder. I didn't even realize. Uh, but uh, this one is called, um, it's called The Girl on Death Row, and it's by Dwayne Eddy. It's actually another one of these uh, cautionary tale things. She said she didn't do it, but she's on death row. So a little different take. The state's going to murder her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here it goes, Girl on Death Row by Dwayne Eddy. They take her life Tomorrow Is she guilty? She says no The girl on death row Now someone holds her trembling hand I like it. It's creepy, that violin in there. Mm -hmm. That's that sound the violin makes in a scary movie when someone yeah. turns a corner. Right. Like yeah, it exactly. it's totally like oh, it's really good. And I with like the it. surf guitar. Yeah, yeah, and the and the uh the tremolo and the surf guitar, it's pretty cool. Like the uh, I'm sorry, the reverb kinda on the guitar is really rad. In the beginning, that hollow big hollow body Gretsch kind of sound, which is awesome. Um yeah. So 
we're looking for songs that are like that. That's what we wanted to find. This whole thing was supposed to be songs like that. They were kind of like this yeah. weird, kitschy. Last time, last time we did the Halloween show, we did one called Psycho. Uh, God, that song. And it's such a great song. And it's just, you know, a guy realizing he's psycho and that he's, uh, you know, that he's sorry that he killed all these people. That and, song know. is so good. I think we need to play that again at the end of this. It's yeah. just like, we'll talk about it later. We'll play it and then we'll talk about it. Okay, so my last song is a band from Sweden. 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 Yeah, for and sure. And never heard of this band before. They're called the Blue Eyed Blondes. And this okay. song is called Maneater. Ooh. And again, it's another one of those tales. If it goes like this, she only comes out at night. <laughs> <laughs> they do they only Hall and Oates covers. Song, yeah. um, but it's about this woman who's telling her story how she killed a man. Oh, nice. All right. Because he really made me trust him and he really made me true. He made me feel important. He knew just what to say. But you can bet your ass I really made him Sounds very Delta bluesy to me. Totally. And they're in from Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. They're like, this would be good for us. We should tap into the American audience. <laughs> and I wish I everyone knew more. thinks we are from ABBA. Like, everyone thinks that that's what it's not that. It's something. Duh. Yeah. We're totally yeah. shitting on them now. Sorry, I know. Guys. I like no. Sweden. Sorry, no, I Sweden. Do too. I, Sweden, just take me as a take me as a citizen, please. <laughs> I, 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 I want to just, you know, know that my job is secure and I've got, you know, if I have a brain tumor, I can like. Get that fixed for free. <laughs> it totally looks like they're a husband and wife couple. Oh, so now it's a stereo. Now it's a real Swedish stereotype. Like ABBA, we're all we're all married. <laughs> Every star. Or they're trying to be really country, and maybe they're like. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Mm, I don't, who knows? Mm. Okay. Um, okay, so this is your last song about Moodle. Okay, well, I'm going to do a song called "Murder in the City" by the Abbott Brothers, which. It's kind of a nice song. It's like, I just want to end it on an up thing. Which I think we should, because in doing research for this song, I felt really icky yeah, after yeah. listening to, like, I needed a, a palate cleanser. Right. So this will be your palate cleanser to get back to your life. It's called Murder in the City. It's a beautiful song, as only the Abbott Brothers can write. I don't think they write. Abbott Brothers, I don't think they can. They know how to write a really dark song. Like, mm-hmm. all their songs are just so beautiful, and their vo- the brothers' voices are amazing. Real Brothers in Real Life, here it comes. Murder in the City. If I get murdered in the city Don't go revenging in my name One person dead from such is plenty No need to go get locked away When I leave your arms The things that I think of only the Abbott brothers can take a song about murder and make it a beautiful love song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy's like, I get murdered in the city. Don't revenge. I like how he goes, don't revenge in my, don't, wait, don't revenge in my name. Yeah. Like, uh, like what kind of country saying is that? It's just. Don't take revenge? Don't, no, no. Don't revenge in my name. It's a beautiful song. That's a beautiful, and I'm telling you, those two men cannot make an ugly song. They can't, they can't be like, oh, you know, we're going to make this stupid mm-hmm. song or, you know. It's a beautiful ass song. That's a beautiful ass song. Well, anyway, so there's that. What are the near misses? What were close on your list? Um, let's see. So I really loved Tori Amos's cover of "I Don't Like Mondays." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that would have been good. 
Um, Even though we already played that. We played it. That's recently, why I didn't want right? to play it. Yeah. yeah. Pearl Jam did Jeremy. Jeremy right um, Dead Boys did a Son of Sam yes, song, which yeah. I actually really liked. Um, the Dead Boys are really great. Talk about a band that never got a real shot at getting big. But yeah. There was a song by, well, the Jim Carroll band, People Who Died. Yeah, of course. Like, so. that would have been an easy one. Um, I Shot the Sheriff by the Whalers. So there's a lot. And there's a lot, yeah. Like I said, what we talked about at the beginning, um, a lot of songs about serial killers. I didn't play them, like, Mudvayne. I don't care yeah, for the no. band, but they did I, a song yeah. about Ed Gein, who was a monster. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. Like, you know what? Okay. I get it. Hey, Mudvayne. I get it. I understand. Slipknot's going to do another one about Manson. Okay, great. Wow, yeah. that's really unique. You know, just, I don't know. But there's there's some others. Uh, my near misses, um, I kind of, I wanted to, to kind of steer away from um, bands that I don't really know anything about. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge Neil Young fan, although I am getting there, um, kind of discovering his stuff. But Neil Young has a song called Down by the River where he has, he kills a woman in the song. That, uh, I thought that was good. Although yeah. I was reading like behind the lyrics to that, uh-huh. that it's not actually about murder. Oh, it isn't. Okay. Uh, it, you know, it's poetry uh tom waits i didn't play him specifically because i know you don't like him so. <laughs> i just don't believe that that's that you don't believe his voice that's not his voice i had die die my darling by the misfits yeah. as well and i thought that was a little easy the misfits uh, were too easy to yeah. put on here uh killing for jesus by circle jerks um and then i had uh a really cool song uh psycho killer by talking heads and then mm-hmm. um which again was a little easy uh and then uh and obviously there's other easy ones, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody and whatever else, you know, there's all these other ones. But uh, I had this really cool song and I it's called Said the Spider to the Fly and but the band's called pa- The Paper Chase. Very unique and really cool, mm. but very dark. And okay. uh, But I recommend a listen to everybody who's out there who's kind of in this vein where you want to listen to that. It's really, really a cool song and kind of tricky, uh, tricky timing and just cool harmonies and stuff. So anyway, that near misses for that. But uh, cool. I think this was a fun episode. I think yeah, it, we didn't get too dark with it. I don't think. No, I think everyone just needs to go like listen to this episode. Maybe go watch some Bob's Burgers. Um, yeah, sure. Something light. Yeah, some Keegan and Kel. Wait, Keenan. Ke- Keenan. Keenan and Kel. Keenan Ke- and Kel, not oh. Kegel and Kel. I thought Keegan and I thought kid's name was Keegan. Okay, never mind. No. All right. Um, or or like some you know Key and Peel. Yeah. Or. Uh, or the honeymooners, the Great British Bake Off, the Great yeah, yes. just like forget all your troubles, wash your troubles away. Uh, I'm a big fan of Below Deck, or as we like to say it in Australian, Below Deck. <laughs> beach, <laughs> beach. She's such a beach. <laughs> I love accents. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so right. uh, thanks. Happy Halloween. And oh wait, are you not going to plug my show? Great. Oh much. yeah, we have other stuff we need to talk about. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, Mike, what do you have going on? So we have this and it's only me. Okay, perfect. I got uh, nothing. If you're in the Southern California area and you have nothing to do on October 30th, um, I would go see, uh, I would go see, um, uh, Justin Towns Earl. <laughs> if I were you, um, he's playing with Johnny Two Bags, the great guitar player from Social Distortion playing at the Troubadour. But if you're not going to go to that... <laughs> If you don't want to drive to L.A. If you don't want to drive to L.A. and you're in the more of the Orange County area, then I would go see my band, Bite Me Bambi. We're going to be playing with uh, our friends Real Big Fish uh, at uh, the House of Blues. So that'll be a fun... It's going to be a big show. That'll that's, be a big, that's big show. That's awesome. Yeah, that'll be a really big show for us. So please come out and support if you want to. We'll have new merch and uh, 
and we have other songs that are gonna be dropping also look for our song um we just did a lyric video last week for our song called crazy please go see that or it's it's got you know like a thousand something views on youtube already so the video is really cute the Mm -hmm. song is really good it kind of fits with what we've been kind of fits with little murder today's theme yeah we could have played it but we didn't um so yeah it's a good song yeah everyone go check out that video go check out that video and there's more exciting stuff got a couple more songs dropping in the next couple months so we're gonna we're just keep dropping songs every so often every, every month or so and that way everybody we won't get people won't get sick of us yeah i mean it keeps keeps the people wanting more keep them wanting more well okay so on behalf of dwight's farts and christina <laughs> i want to say uh good e- good evening and have a happy uh no i was telling dwight to shut up oh, okay. sorry oh. <laughs> and have a happy halloween julia do you want to say anything else to the people mm, i don't care have a happy halloween from julia <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> bye-bye Yeah.